What up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Biles. You're listening to Biles Movie Files. We are in a very special, odd time of year. It's May 15th. Somehow, the Washington Capitals have a lead in the Eastern Conference Finals, which is big if you're from this area because they have been known to put their hands around their throats around this time of year and proceed to collapse. So this is quite the achievement and accomplishment. The Boston Celtics just obliterated the Cavaliers in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, and somehow the NBA Draft Lottery is an entire hour show. Joining me on this one, we've got the big gun himself, Gunner. Gunner, how are you, man? Good, man. How's it going? I won't complain just yet. And we've got little brother, the one and only, Jace. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Had the day off. Watched Black Panther. Good deal. Good, uh, stuff. good, good move. And last but not least, Javon King, because the chief is not here tonight. Javon, how's everything on your end? Hey man, I'm fantastic, man. I can't complain. Big up to everybody. Thanks for coming again. Thanks for doing this again, as always. So big up the Chief. Missing his energy tonight. All right. Well, hopefully we'll pick up the slack. Y'all were saying we're missing stuff. So hopefully KD, Clay, and Draymond will show up here. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. All right. So I'm looking. There is a ton of things I want to break down. First off, the two big movies coming up the next two weeks i am still baffled by these decisions by the by fox and by disney because avengers infinity war is still rolling still doing its thing and we've got two major blockbusters coming up right on the cusp of probably by the time everything's all said and done the biggest movie 2018 first up deadpool 2 ryan reynolds is back he is uh, doing his thing once again as the Merc with the mouth, Deadpool. And I've seen this film already. It is exactly what you'd expect out of a Deadpool sequel. And this is kind of interesting because Fox is, it seems like they're assuming everything's going to go fine with their universe expansion. So a lot of this film is kind of built up and set up in a way to uh, create that Deadpool spinoff X-Force. Which is fine, makes sense. Deadpool got his origin from New Mutants, which evolved into X-Force. So everything's kind of coming back full circle. There are some really funny moments in this film. There's also a sense of, okay, we saw a lot of these good moments in the trailer. But overall, I really enjoyed it. Thought it was a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to see it again. And I'm probably taking it now that this has the absolute best post credit scene in any comic book movie. Gentlemen, what's your interest level on this? You're going to see it weekend one if there were nobody else in the theater, or are you just kind of like, eh, I really like the first one. I didn't need to see the second one. Gunner, let's start off with you. What, why would I not want to see a Deadpool movie? I don't understand. I'm just putting it out. You know, I know how Javon oh, hates comic book movies, but you... Uh. You know, oh I'm just gosh. being an advocate here. Oh gosh, like we got, we finally got the Deadpool we deserve the first time, and then he's doing a sequel. We got Cable, got a little bit of uh, a precursor to the X Force. Like, what else do we need? This is great. I'm already happy about it. What is it on Rotten Tomato? What do you say? 
86% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good. Uh, You know, maybe there's some, there's still a lot of time for some haters to come in there and and lower it down a bit. That's 2% points higher than Avengers Infinity War for those of you keeping track at home. But that's pretty good. I don't think it's going to go too far below 80, even after all the critics uh, put their score up. So that's a good sign, especially for a sequel. Agreed. Good deal. What what is the one thing, because I'm curious, that you're looking forward to seeing in this one? Cable. What else? (laughs) I want to see how well done Cable is. I think you're going to be very excited and happy with how Josh Brolin pulls off two big time Marvel characters this year. He is. That's crazy. Yeah. How do you do that? I mean, I don't understand. How how are you allowed to get two paychecks like that and play awesome anti-villains, anti-heroes slash, and then villains? Like, it's just ridiculous that they allowed him to have that paycheck, those paychecks. He's good. I mean, it's one of those deals where it's like, wow. I mean, he's good. He's well-deserved. I mean, well, Avengers. Avengers were well-deserved. I mean, man. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to his rendition of Cable and just see how it goes. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like with Cable, there are a couple other guys who I thought would have been just fine, maybe even better. But watching them on screen, I was like, yeah, Brolin can handle Cable just fine. No problem here. So, yeah, totally worth worth it for, for him alone. All right, so let's move on. Chase, what are you thinking about Deadpool 2? Um, I'm... I think even if they spoiled a lot of the stuff in the trailer, I'm, I still thought it was funny enough to watch again. Um, <laughs> it really, it really is like, hey, I, I get to see X Men with costumes on, so that's already a plus. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely gonna go see it. I don't actually have any expectations of it. It's just, it's just like, hey, it's got Cable in it. I don't know that much about the X Force guys besides Shatterstar, which I actually thought they pulled off this costume pretty well. Versus, I mean, like how some things like that would translate into some just like gosh awful example of white leather but it's like the way they actually did it and the co- I mean based in the trail was like oh okay that looks that looks pretty cool so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going in there no expectations I'll enjoy it alright Javon you're bringing it up man so what's your take on Deadpool um I was in the minority, I guess, of people who weren't that wild by the first one. I Look, I know everybody loves Deadpool, and he's cheeky, he's funny, but it was just, it, it was way too Ryan Reynoldsy for me. I, I know that don't make sense to most people, but it, he's one of those, you either love the guy, you're annoyed to hell by him, and I'm one of those who are annoyed to hell by him. I, I, I'm just not that big on Ryan Reynolds. Um, so a movie with him being a wisecracking smart-ass superhero really wasn't the greatest thing to me. It was one of those one-watches. I watched it once, and okay, I'm good. I don't need to come back to it. And I'm not running out here to go see Deadpool 2 because of that. And I don't hate comic book movies, Jeff. It's just too <laughs> damn many of them. It's too many. It's you know, too you many. sound yeah. so old school. You sound like uh, James Cameron complaining about comic book movies. I know. It's just another genre. I mean, and nobody says there are too many sport movies. Nobody says there are too many crime movies. Nobody says there's too many disaster movies. You're or right. Dramas. You're right. Nobody says that. 
because you can continue to make these stories and not have them derived on comic books and, and the same uh, uh, comic book characters or, or different comic book characters that you really can't make people care about. You know, I mean, a, a new story about a bank robbery. How many bank robbery movies have there been? How many disaster movies have there been? If you do a good one, then, yeah, you know, I'm going to be interested. But if you give me the the next, uh, what is it, The Rock's Skyscraper movie? Yeah, I'm not going to go trash. see that. Yeah. Yeah, trash. Oh, that's that's terrible name. <laughs> you can break down Rock's whole thing because he's done San Andreas, and that was terrible. Stop that was real bad. Then they, you know, Rampage. I didn't see it, but it didn't look great. Chocolate so, Daddy. Yeah, man, he's doing the disaster <laughs> films all on his own, and they're. I mean, nobody's saying Rock's making too many disaster films. Javon, like, if they if they made a Blade movie, that really is like it's based on a comic book character, but it's just like another vampire action movie. But it, it's based on a yeah. comic book character. But it's like, I mean, I guess like. Captain America, if you take out Winter Soldier, the costume, that's a spy novel. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I know, like, some of the, like, the Avengers, that, yeah, that's a comic book movie. Like, is it just kind of the costumes or just kind of the, kind of the source material that it's just because it's based in comic, you're starting to get a little annoyed with them? No, it's just, it's too damn many. <laughs> it's It's too many, and... I, I, my thing is that I'm I'm not against comic book movies. It's just that we're making comic book movies because it's okay. These make money, and we have no other ideas. Who 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 haven't uh, we done yet? Okay. Uh, Listen, every time every time the movie every time the movies come up with an idea like Valerium, like or something like that, all it takes is a couple bad reviews. Nobody's gonna go see that movie. And, well, then, and it's like so comic books almost are like unless they're DC, they're bulletproof. Like People are gonna go see him. Hmm? I, I don't. I don't blame. I don't blame the 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 the, the studios, right? Because the studios got to make money and they got to follow trends. They have to. This is how they make money. Um, what I blame is the fact that people are sheep. And if one person, if they go on on, and they this is how people judge anything they do now. Anything they go eat, go see, go buy. They're gonna go on Google and they're gonna go to Rotten Tomatoes before they go see a movie and judge it themselves. With their mm-hmm. own eyes, how many how many reviews mm-hmm. did it get? How many tomatoes did it right. get? Before they go to a restaurant, okay, I'm gonna go on Yelp. Like, I had to stop my wife from. Now, hold on, oh, hold please. on, a second, Javon. Javon. Now, <laughs> I think back in the day, mm-hmm. you could say that, but man, movies are like fifteen dollars, and when you take into account, you could go and there could be some moron who's on their phone the entire time, somebody I bringing mean, their baby, or any random thing that's going to ruin your movie experience. You need to go, like, is this going to be worth mine? And most of the time, people don't go to the movies by I'm, themselves. So I it's mean, like, Jeff, hey, hold on, hold on. I, I got you, I got you. So you go, is it worth me spending $70 to go see a movie that I'm not going to like and have to deal with all this other stuff? Or am I going to check to see somebody whose opinion? Because, you know, there's like maybe 70, maybe even two, three hundred in some cases for big movies from critics. I know a lot of times I'm not looking at all of them. I'm looking at people whose stuff that I like and I agree with and their opinions tend to be around the same as mine. Maybe there's some outlier films, but I'm looking to see, hey, yeah, if they, they're feeling it. I know I'll probably like it. I mean, and I don't I think it's so much that. a cheap thing. No, I'm, look, I feel all that, but like, like you said, 
You're paying all this money. Our father said the same thing when tickets went up to five and a quarter. You used to go see three movies for two mm-hmm. bucks. And they so looked in really, the paper. That really they looked in the paper, yeah. though. But they looked in the yeah, paper. Maybe they didn't, they didn't, they didn't have a movie in the 90s. Like, yeah, I don't that's know. That thing. doesn't... That they doesn't did, I don't know, man. They, well, here's the thing. You had Rex Reed. You had Siskel and Ebert. You had... Uh, what's the weird guy yeah, with the mustache? Yeah, you had these guys, but these people didn't determine whether or not you went to see anything. You I don't know, But look, I agree with you. people going... You said you're agreeing I, with Javon? Yeah, man, because, I mean, there are yeah. people out there that are, literally won't go to a restaurant if they got, like, two bad Yelp reviews. There are people out there, if that joint ain't a, ain't above a 70, they ain't going to see the movie, <laughs> even though. Then they'll get it Then they'll get it on video and be like, damn, I wish I saw that in a the theater. You know, the only time I look on Rotten Tomatoes and make sure Tyler Perry movies look like shit, because those things are terrible. <laughs> the only, I want to see that splat. I want to see how terrible it was. I want to see finally if other sheep weren't looking at Tyler Perry movies as like these golden things for black folks because there right. were plenty of other movies. You know how I feel about that. That's the only reason why I went on. I don't go on Rotten Tomato to see, you know, oh, what does so and so think about this? Except for Jeffrey Lyles, but Damn. then I can go to Jeff- I can go to LylesMovieFiles.com dot com for that. Damn, plug, plug. There it is. But no, I say that because. And I'm not pulling it out of the sky. You know, I'm trying to pull anything out of the sky here. I say that because I've talked to people and I've asked them, well, did you see the movie or did you eat there? And they would say no, because it got a bad review on Rotten Tomatoes. Or no, because they got a bad review on Yelp. And it's like, how can you base your decision on whether or not to see a movie on a few people who didn't like the movie? Because I'll tell you something, there are a lot of movies that have come out that have gotten shit reviews on Rotten Tomatoes that I actually enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I did too. Like The Purge. The Purge and uh, not the last one. That was, that was, that was boo. Yeah, I was like, whoa, which one? Yeah. Uh, what was the one? The second Purge, Anarchy. I thought that was a great midnight yeah. movie, like a late night, ain't nothing on, I'm going to watch this, and I can <laughs> watch that anytime it's on. And that got rated horribly on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, listen, I, I saw this movie uh, Saturday called Jurassic Games, I guarantee you it is going to score really bad on Rotten Tomatoes. But I loved it. It was a mashup of Jurassic World and The Hunger Games. Ten Death Row inmates... Sounds like crap, Jeff. Dude, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fun because it's a movie that knows exactly how crazy the concept is and just has fun with it. No, that oh, it sounds like The Plane, man, honestly. Oh, like Snakes on the Plane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds yeah, like Jurassic, Jurassic Dude, World, Running Man, and Hunger Games. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I love. It doesn't movies sound like a bad premise. They know they're ridiculous, you know. Yeah, man, it's not taking itself so serious, and it, it's just entertaining. It's ninety minutes of quick fun, quick disposable Ooh. fun. All right, let me move on now because I know we could always go on this this conversation for a whole show. The other film that I got to see uh, yesterday. Just finished my review, which I will post on Thursday on, on LylesMovieFiles.com, is Solo. Now, this is probably the one film since the Star Wars franchise has come back to theaters um, that I wasn't too excited about. I was like, why do we need a Solo film? I, no one, nobody can do justice to Harrison Ford. I don't need to see the young adventures of Han Solo when he was an early young smuggler. I just don't care. The only only films of Star Wars, the only spinoff that I really want to see is an Obi-Wan Kenobi film starring Ewan McGregor. 
that's the only spinoff that I'm really excited, want to see, clamoring for, whatever. But I'm sitting in solo, and I'm like, you know what? This isn't half bad. You know, it's it's a long film. It's two hours and about two and a half hours. And all those concerns I had are actually not warranted. The only thing that this one suffers from it doesn't have that iconic villain. It doesn't have that dude that's like, oh, I can't wait till you get yours. Like like Rogue One, my boy, um, Ben Mendelsohn. Mm-hmm. His character, he was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, he was a great bad guy for Star Wars. He didn't need a lightsaber, but he was a good villain. And, and Solo really needs that great villain. They have some bad guys and some kind of gray characters, but there's no one to really suck you in to make you feel like, Han and company are any real danger. But Alden Interact, the guy who is solo, he's actually pretty good. And Donald Glover is perfect as Lando slash Billy D. Williams. Great. So it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Curious to see what people think about this one. There we go. It, it craps on my childhood. It's garbage. You know, I think the real problem with these films is that Lucasfilm is trying to make them too diverse for a certain core racist demographic who just want their Star Wars films one way, despite, you know, completely forgetting that Star Wars is a tad more diverse back in the glory days. So, guys, what are you thinking about this? Uh, Jace, what's your take on Solo? Okay. I'm going to go back to the other thing you said. It's like, these is, I mean, you were talking about, like, some of the people who were trying to hate on these movies because they're too diverse. Like, I watched, like, Rogue One again this week. I'm like, Oh, I'm sure they hate. I mean, I understand. It's like, wow, the main character is a female. The main uh, ba- a good guy is a uh, kind of probably a Mexican brother from a Middle East, and the bad guy is a old white guy. Oh, I gotta hate this movie. But again, it, it it really was such a great movie. You just like, I mean, anybody who just came in wanting to see a really good movie enjoyed it. So, as I said, I'm really. This is one of them. Call me a sheep. But I actually need to see enough people who like Star Wars movies like this movie. Because, again, that is, to me, 40. I mean, it almost ends up being about 40 bucks to go see a movie now. So it's at least people who like Star Wars movie have to say you won't be disappointed. Like Jeff says it. I mean, I, I, I tend I tend to agree with him other than, you know, some of my bad action movies. But. And I, I, I was like, okay, just give me one other person, and I'll probably go see it. Gunner, how about you? I mean, yeah, I mean, are you excited about this? I mean, here's the thing. I was never really excited about it. I'm like, okay, wow me. I'm coming in, wow me. I'm coming in like that. Like, I'm not coming in like, like I felt like Rogue One was going to be a good movie when I came in there. So I was like, cool, right? No, you didn't. I was like, we this all thought it was cool. We all thought it was going to be bad. Because they had like multiple right. directors, we were just like, "Oh yeah, it's it's gonna be trash." Then we all oh, broke one. Yeah. Wait, I thought it was gonna be great. I was like, I wasn't paying attention to that part. I was just looking at the trailer, oh, okay. right? So I was just like, "This looks pretty good. Let's go see it." And I finally saw. I was like, "Oh my god, this is a really good movie." And I can't not watch like whenever it's on, whenever I see it on Netflix, I'm like always like, uh, uh, "I can continue that series later. I'm gonna watch this real quick." Right? You know what I mean? Or at least some parts of it. I like it, right? But this one, I don't have that same, like, okay, so I'm more of a wow me because it is Star Wars. Like, you're getting the name, the brain, the brand name recognition. That's what's happening with me. And I like Donald Glover's. So, was, so I'm like, all right, well, he's playing. There's nobody else they can really cast 
that I can think of that would be perfect for that role. So cool. Solo, they can put, you know, Heath Shuler or, or Mark Rippin. Yeah, there's a point I said that way. Um, why I said that. Um, <laughs> and Mark Rippin in that role, and, you know, who cares? They could still win that Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, at that point in that year, that's what they were going to do. That's what I feel like they're doing in Rogue One, right? You know what I mean? So who cares? So I feel like, oh, the great character thing. You know, I'm like, yeah, because you know why? Han Solo was a great character, supposedly, in the first one, right? And then, you know, evolved into a hero. He's supposed to be an antihero, wasn't he? Compared to everybody else in the 80s, you know what I mean? Definitely compared to, like, Indiana Jones or whatever, right? So yeah. I, He was great in the first I can one. See. Hmm? He was great in the first one. He was great in the first one. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Han shot first, by the way. And that that doesn't bother me as much. It's just, can that support a whole movie without a villain? Like a normal Star Wars movie. But then we haven't been in a normal Star Wars world in a while, right? So... Or remaking normal. How about that? Let me say it like that. We're remaking what normal is. So, I don't know. Like I said, it needs to wow me. I'm coming in with no expectations. See what happens. All right, Javon. Um, I'm actually stoked to go see it because, like you said. <laughs> it has to be different for now. <laughs> no. You know me. this guy, Will? Jeez. I, I, I feel the way I feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I, I, I'm enthusiastic to see it because, for what it's worth, over the last one, two, three, four Star Wars movies and related, you know, movies that we've seen, the two offset stories have, well, the one offset story was the best of the last two Star Wars movies we got. Three, Rogue yeah, One was superior. Yeah, it, it is. So, with that, if that's a trend that we're seeing, then I'm kind of done with the whole Star Wars episodic. Adventures because you haven't you haven't made me want to go see this third film. You John, I can tell you this it. one. I can tell you, you're dead on. That trend absolutely continues. I think that was like the first sentence in my review. That really? yeah, Solo is because you know what it was. I felt that Solo was more respectful to the canon and who these characters are, what they're going to become, then what they end up being in the sequel trilogy. In that regard, I felt like Solo was much more like a prequel. You know what's going to happen. You know the entire journey of Han Solo now. And this is a look back to see you know, where he started, kind of like the the breadcrumbs that lead him to become the greatest scoundrel in the galaxy without tramping, trampling on anything that we've already come to understand about the character. Cause it seems like the, whoever's doing these movies respects the story. Like mm-hmm. rogue one was its own movie, but the way they, so it was like sewing a button uh, back onto a shirt with the way they tied up the end of that movie. Because when you saw that red lightsaber go, I don't know about y'all, but I was like, oh, like, yeah. And then it was the start of, of A New Hope. I was like, that is dope. Yeah. So yeah. they respect the story. They respect what came before them. Whereas I think Rian Johnson and uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, J.J. Abrams. Nerdy Abrams. They, um <laughs> I, it's like a, a trip that will JJ's was if you if anybody watches Star uh, Star I'm sorry, say Star uh, Park South Park and they did the whole member berries storyline a season ago or two seasons ago 
how it was just, remember Han Solo? Yeah, remember? Yeah, it was like, okay, we remember these characters, but what now? Like, J.J. Abrams just gave us rehash. It was same soup, just reheated. Ryan Johnson gave us, I still don't know what to call that movie. I still don't know what to call that movie. A live action Star Wars movie that is still not in my collection. <laughs> That's one way. Last Jedi? Yeah. The worst uh, the worst Jedi is what I would call it. Um I'm I'm just I don't know how to feel about that movie. I wouldn't watch it right now if it were on. I wouldn't I saw it once in the theaters. I had a ton of questions. I that movie didn't push me in either direction. But what it did leave me was cold. And I didn't get that feeling with Rogue One. And if there's anything that's going to happen, I think out of Solo, it's going to be it's going to be better than the last two Star Wars movies because those were garbage. I feel yeah. like The Last Jedi tried to like give us hope at the end. I'm like, yo, ain't no hope. And I don't know if partly is because we know Leia as we know it isn't coming back. Right. But I feel like even if she was still alive, I'm sitting here like, there is no hope. What are you talking about? You got like eight people on the one old ass ship. And y'all think the rebels gonna win? Cause the Ewoks will probably blow up. I don't know what happened. Ewoks probably dead. Like we didn't see no Ewoks in two movies. Them Bama's dead. Right. <laughs> Hopefully for good. Anyway, like they in the cartoon world now. Who cares? This gonna I'm be like, the Bye, man. This gonna be the Gungans. Oh, see. If them Bamas come in the third movie, I'm walking out. 3D glasses, throwing my 3D glasses at the screen. Y'all, I don't want to see no Jar Jar. Old Jar Jar descendants. Like, just, ugh, I couldn't imagine. Anyways, I don't know, man. I saw I saw Last Jedi twice. I got it the second time. I get it, but I'm, I had to use my existential point of, my, point of view of my life. Where I'm like, cool, new stuff. All right, let the past die. Got it. And I'm an entrepreneur. I'm gonna recycle and or just throw things away quickly until something succeeds. I feel like they took something that already succeeded, which is a bad business move, and destroyed it. Um, <laughs> and tried to well, not destroyed it, but try to mash it up. I don't think it destroyed it. I get the movie now more than I, since I saw it more than once. But I feel like they mashed it up to troll everyone especially yeah. the old fans and I think that destro- when I say it destroyed it I'm saying it destroyed what hope every Star Wars movie gave you every single right. one gave you hope at the yeah. end it gave you and a little hope every single one except for this one that was the issue and I feel like that was the main letdown I mean you got your races you got your sexes you know what I mean you got your people that they don't you know, count. saw the black character. No, I mean, we saw the, you see the dude that got the black character looking like a perfume again. That was me. But, you know, whatever. But <laughs> all that aside, there was always hope. And ain't no hope, man. Ain't no hope. I ain't you got know, no hope for these Bamas on one ship. That means one ship, they, somebody would be like, oh, wow, I got this cruiser. Oh, wait, man, wait, no more hope. Or Gunner, they run out of gas. Yeah, you know what my problem was with yeah. that? I've explained it before. <laughs> It wasn't that they, they deviated, you know, and they went in a different direction or all hopes lost anything like that. It's just because it was dumb. It was dumb. So Supreme Leader Snoke, we finally get to lay eyes on him, and he's dressed like Ike Turner in a gold LeMay pimp suit, sitting on a throne with his private guard, and you can read and manipulate this poor young uh, 
fool that you've chosen to be your apprentice, yet you can't see that he's getting ready to slice you in half with your own light, with a lightsaber? Come of on, course, yeah, that is the question why he recruited yeah. him in the first place. In the first but, place. Yeah. Right? I still have one main question. Who was Smoke? Who was Snoke? Dude, yeah. no character development whatsoever. I think we said this on our pre on the show about review when we reviewed this one. Who who are these people? And Big Lord Dern is the substitute. And Big Lord is the substitute teacher in the purple dress with her with her grand hell out of that undeveloped the- role. He played the hell out of that undeveloped role. Yeah, but it was an undeveloped role. Then she died. With the, gr- like, with the grand plan to go uh to to drive until we run out of gas. Yeah, no, the grand the grand plan of not telling everybody on the ship what what the plan is. Right. Which was that? Which was that? Right. Oh God. Anyway, all right, all right. I'm gonna get too riled up about Star Wars. Okay. But yeah, so Solo was good. If you don't want your childhood trampled or feel like it's being trampled, you're gonna like it. It sticks pretty close to being safe, but I'd rather have that than a Star Wars film that goes so far off left that it doesn't feel like a Star Wars film. And the only I thing that one question, Jeff. I'm sorry. Yeah, May I ask you one question. Your question. Yeah. Do you think, as a prolific critic that you are, do you think they bumped up or you know, uh, I'm sorry, Solo came out in May when they usually have these movies come out in, you know, later in the year, December. December. Yeah. Didn't Rogue One come out in December too? Yeah. So, it yeah. So you think they bumped this up in May? I don't think it was just the blockbusters that are killing, you know, the the the, the Disney Marvel blockbusters that are killing the game. So they already scheduled this out, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think it was because of the reception or bad reception they got from uh, Last Jedi? I mean, we really went off on a tangent about that. How bad that movie the story, you know what I mean, or how bad it was, whichever our opinion was, but do you think they put Solo here so that it was like, okay guys, here you go, here you go, I feel like they rushed it, I thought this was coming out like a while from now, but they were like, oh, here you go, just something to make you feel better, fans, so people will come back and see the third garbage dumpster fire, I don't know. You know what's interesting is, looking earlier, right now, the only thing this December that has any potential potential blockbuster is Aquaman. I don't know if maybe they thought the new Fantastic Beats, Fantastic Beast, was going mm-hmm. to sustain through December, but that's the only real competition from that time slot. So I'm not quite sure why they slotted it for May when you have Avengers rolling presumably through May and you've got Deadpool Mm -hmm. a week before. That seems really weird. But looking at their calendar, you know, with the other Disney stuff, they've got um, Incredibles 2 coming out in June and Mm -hmm. they've got the Winnie the Pooh movie. So I don't really know when else they could have put something else out outside of that December time frame. Now, maybe, I know that that's a pretty good theory. Um, they've got Wreck-It Ralph, they've got Mary Poppins Returns, and they've got Nutcracker. Those are all November and December releases. Mary Poppins. Why do we need another one Mary Christmas. Poppins? Why do we need another Mary Poppins, yo? She returns, yo. I, I, don't, I don't know. But that's what's what? going on. So, yeah. They've got Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out in July, so this was really the only time that they could spot something, you know, where it would work. And Solo probably 
probably plays out a little bit more like a summer blockbuster than an epic, sprawling November-December film where maybe some Oscar film steals all its attention. That's all I've got. It's a weak explanation for it, but that's really all I can come up with. I don't. I think whenever it came out, people. I think the fans are gonna like it. I don't think if it came out now or December, there'd be some blowback from the fan base. Outside of like those who hate diversity, but that's about it. All right, so let's let's move on here. We're gonna take it down to the small screen. So this past week was pretty much D Day for everyone's favorite shows. We were waiting the fates of several shows uh the cw got a jump on it and they renewed everything except for a handful of shows i zombie is coming back and we already knew about all their shows all their superhero shows were already coming back uh so but the real question for me because i still review them although on a very slow uh delayed time delayed uh time frame Gotham and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Those were the two that I was kind of waiting to see and if they were going to come back or they were going to get canceled. Gotham got shafted, shuttled off to Thursday and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got shafted to Fridays. So their ratings predictably went down. But DVR numbers show that they still have a pretty strong fan base and people are still interested. So Fox and ABC both decided with their respective shows that they were going to bring them back for next season. Gotham is going to have one final fifth season, and I think they're also going to have a shorter non-22 episode season. And this is going to wrap up everything and kind of play with the idea of leading right into Batman's full adventures in Gotham. Gotham has been a lot of fun, so I've enjoyed it. I'm happy to see it's being renewed, and I'm curious to see what they're going to pull off with this last season. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is done for 2018. It is coming back as a summer show on 2019. That's probably a good move because with so many superhero TV shows running the course of the normal season, S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of gets lost in the shuffle. In this way, it'll probably play into some of the events in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. If S.H.I.E.L.D. has enough time, which they would, they can actually tie in closer to the events from the still untitled Avengers 4. Maybe we see some of S.H.I.E.L.D. vanish and disappear from Thanos or, you know, anything else. I don't know. I'm still super behind on the show and it's got a season finale this Thursday or Friday. Hopefully I'll catch up by this time next week. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping that both shows have a good farewell. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. really could have ended last season and I would have been happy. Um, since they returned to Earth, I've enjoyed S.H.I.E.L.D. a lot more. And Gotham continues to be the craziest superhero show going. Uh, guys, what did you think about this news for both of those shows? Okay, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has... I, I've enjoyed... I don't know, like the last couple episodes I've, I've enjoyed a little more than the it, the adventures in space. But I, mean, I really, I think uh, once once you get catch caught up, I should say, you'll see that it does tie into last Avengers movie. But it, and it needs to kind, of, and I think summer would be a very good time for it to come back because it it couldn't have come back before January and tie in because it's like there's gonna be because. 
there's no way everybody in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. should be around after Thanos. So you have to have some of them gone off the show. So you need it so it kind of wraps up and then wraps up into Avengers 2. I mean, uh, Avengers 4. So I'm, 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 how, I'm helpful. I'm, I'm glad that, that they're going with the short season and wrapping it up in the summer. Gotham, uh, honestly, I did not watch the show when it was live. But now that I'm actually watching it on Netflix when I have some time, it's a very enjoyable show. So if they're going to do a wrap-up season not getting canceled, I think that's a good thing. It's always better when a show actually knows, hey, we got an endpoint, wrap up all your storylines that are out there, and then we, we can, we can, that'll be a good thing. So I'm actually happy about those two. Good deal. Gunner, how about you? I don't know, man. Well, if Gotham's wrapping up, now I'll watch it because, you know, the only reason I need to see Gotham is, hello, Batman. It's like saying, hey, I'm going to do Smallville, but I'm going to have all these villains. I'm going to have all this random stuff happen. I'm going to have all this stuff, and he won't even wear the costume in season <laughs> 10 of the entire show. Oh, wait, that actually happened. That yeah, did anyways, happen. Anyways. Um, dang, I spent two shows talking about that. Anyways, I'm still mad about it. Uh, anyway. So, nah, I'm like, hurry up and show Batman. I don't really care about these villains that actually were in the comic book. And then the ones that were in the comic book, some of them were really obscure. And some of them were really out there, which is great. I mean, you got to have a joke. You got to have a penguin. You got to have, you know what I mean? But they had like, oh, what's that one cat that was in like one series? Uh, it'll come to me later. But, yeah, he was just like, I was like, what? Well, Batman's supposed to fight him. Oh, okay. Jim Gordon's fighting him. This is strange. So yeah, this is, it was just like I felt like they were reaching too much to have this hit lo- go to have it go this long without a Batman. Like I don't know, it just seemed I just never I never got into the show. I tried to watch it on Netflix. I'm like I just it still just didn't grab me. I keep saying it and I said it. I said it on television. I said it everywhere. I was like I'm like the Flash got me there faster and it's unintended. Cliche. Right. Yes. I always think the yeah, thing was that it you had to you had to go in knowing this show was going to take some drastic liberties with the Batman mythos. And if you could get over the fact that the villains were showing up long before Bruce Wayne ever put on a cowl and cape, it was a little easier to go along with what they were doing. And it is a major ask of the audience to say, go along with this because if they're not, it's like, wait, 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 wait. Firefly shouldn't be here first. Poison Ivy shouldn't be showing up. Joker Darncher shouldn't be here because Batman helps create him. So if you can get past that, I think it works. And if you can, I understand. But Gotham has been consistently fun with its no hold bar. We're going to do whatever the heck we want to do mentality with it. And if you stopped around the first season, that was probably the show's weakest season Season two takes a little while to get going, but once it does, it takes some crazy paths, and it's just ridiculous, but fun. Season three is a lot of fun, and season four has been insane, so I, I just uh, love that show. I can't, I I can't know, hype it up enough because it's crazy, and it just takes full advantage of its premise. But we get on Fox for messing up X-Men because they take liberties like that, too. I mean, well, I think terrible. the difference is that Fox does a terrible job with its crazy adaptations of the X-Men. Like they could actively choose to go the correct way. Gotham is like, look, you've seen Batman movies. We got to do something a little bit different. 
And I understand because Gotham really could just been a, a modern day series with an older Commissioner Gordon and you could work in all the villains without any kind of wait, wait, what's happening? And then you could throw in like Batgirl the question as heroes that aren't Batman that could operate in, in Gotham that we could see on a week to week or, you know, arc to arc kind of basis. But the Fox films with X-Men, they just they just don't care. It's like everything that makes the X-Men special, they ignore. And they they just kind of focus on this lazy 2000 mentality of how to make a superhero movie. Despite the fact we're in 2018 and superhero movies have come so far in these last almost 20 years. They're still doing what they did in 2000 and they right. can't they haven't kept up. All right, so now that we talked about these shows, and and I wanted you guys to, to just come up with one show that was renewed that you thought probably should have been canceled, and one show that was canceled that you think maybe they need another shot. Let's start off with this one with Gunner. Oh, we're only supposed to do one because I got two. All right, go with your two. <sighs> Legends of Tomorrow, why is this show still running? I don't understand. This is ridiculous. It needs to be replaced by legions of superheroes. That's what they're trying to do, but they don't have a real storyline. So it's whack. I mean, the show, the premise changes every <laughs> season. So this is dumb. This season was Men in Black, right? Like, I'm like, come on, y'all. Second show, Lisa Weapon. I haven't watched one episode of this show. You know why? Lethal Weapon came out in the 80s. Lethal Weapon 2 came out in the 80s. 3, 90s. 4, 90s. That pause was the whole, my whole, like, a beginning of my adult life, and now there's a Weeple Weapon show, right? So, I'll, <laughs> I don't understand why the show even exists. Damon Wayans is looking for something to do. I get it. Cool. I don't believe him as a Murtaugh. And then they, I hear they replaced uh, the Riggs character or the, the Riggs actor. Huh? They replaced the actor with Stifler. Oh, that's just ridiculous. I'm going to just, yeah, that show, I don't even understand why that was renewed. I feel like that's like a last gasp of Fox saying, please watch this show. We've got Stifler for you. No. So yeah, those are my two shows that should have been that should just not exist, really. I mean, I wish Thanos snapped them out of existence, honestly. <laughs> All right, what about the ones that you wanted to see come back? Um, oh, I did have one. Bear with me for come back to me on that one. I, I right. did have one. I was more focused on the ones that I'm like, I just, I'm stupefied that two shows are still here that, that shouldn't be. <laughs> All right, Jay's, go ahead. Okay, the show that I and I and I have not watched this season, but just based on the trailers, kind of it, it looks depressing. It looks like Blackish looks like kind of one of those shows that probably needs to. If they're taking it a way too serious moment, it's like I understand there there may be some creative differences with ABC, and you're trying to get to Netflix or something like that, but don't go with the comp- depressing like real life version of these like beloved characters about to get a divorce. Like nobody really wants to see that. I mean, I know that's real life, but just let's, let's have a little bit of levity on the TV. Uh, the show that I really wish I, I got, I got one 
because I think it's been on too long, and one, this is probably just 90% hate. show I think really should get canceled is uh, Modern Family. The kids... <laughs> <laughs> Jason, you're my hero. I mean, Modern Family, I have it on my DVR. I watch her on, like, cleaning up dishes, and I'm just like, you know, guys, I don't want to see, like, all these fun actors and actresses lose a paycheck, but it's it's like the, the Office family version. It's just, it, it, it's not funny as much anymore. So let's just put that one out to pasture. Like, give it its nice wrap-up bow season, but it that, based on their... Uh, what was provided, it doesn't look like that's going to be the final season, so I think that one needs to kind of go away. The one I really just want to get canceled is Roseanne. Like, I, I, I just... I mean, it's yes. like, yes, we're going we're gonna to go to a series about all the negative incidents of, like, quote-unquote middle America, and we're going to try and make this fun. It's like, no, some of this stuff is just racist, bigoted crap. And it needs to go away. It's like it needs to be like the Archie Bunker of this generation. It needs to have some character or her neighbor or somebody just say, "You were the most racist beep out here. You are a horrible person. Your family's a bunch of a holes, and you all need to die." Like, but unfortunately, <laughs> we're, not, we're not allowed to do that. Like, Blackish <laughs> isn't allowed to have a Kaepernick episode. But you, Jack Sasses, can let these people have like. Uh, oh my gosh, I think my Muslim neighbors are freaking terrorists. Oh my gosh, I have to be an asshole to them. All right, I slept, I don't care. But we're, we're going to allow that. But, you know, Kaepernick episodes about actually making a meaningful dialogue about why these people actually protesting. No, nah, we can't have that episode. So that is why I would like Roseanne canceled. Uh, hard to knock that one. All right, uh, Javon, what you got, brother? Oh, Jason took my two. I want to piggyback off of Modern Family and Roseanne. Sorry, ABC, but you're missing the mark. Uh, Modern Family, this is my problem with the American version of The Office, and I know people are going to hate on this this take. It's the same thing that applies to Modern Family. What the hell is this show even? What is it even now? What is it now? What is it? What's the, is, is it a documentary? Because this is the longest documentary filming ever. Make the goddamn documentary already, because oh. the beauty the beauty of the British version of The Office is that it was two seasons, and they were short seasons because they kept it in a documentary style. We never got to see these people outside of the sus the source material, The Office. By the time the end of The Office is run, you got to know who their grandparents were. With Modern <laughs> Family, the whole docu series thing, it came on in a different era when. Nearly 60% of the sitcoms on TV between that, Parks and Rec, uh, The mm-hmm. Office, uh, 30 All Rock, broke the fourth TV. wall. Yeah. Right, all yeah. breaking the fourth wall. Now there's not another show on TV like that. And it's kind of way, it's, it's a dinosaur. It's well past its prime. And not for nothing, the kids are adults now. The kids are about to start having kids. End the show. Let it die. Wow. Um, no, you just convinced me. I'm sitting here like, Yo, there's nobody out there that's doing the documentary style anymore. I can't think of one. Al Bundy is 113 years old. (laughs) You're not believing. You wouldn't even believe he'd be with a 60 year old Sofia Vergara. Hey, Jay's got the contract with funny characters. 
Like it's the fact. No, like, Jay is still. No, it's it's it, it's Ed O'Neill. It's Ed O'Neill. He's gonna be funny. It's just it, Jay has he's he was already a sixty five year old guy when the show started. What is he eighty three now? It's like in this damn show, please. In the show already. All the kids are adults. The little wooden Chinese girl is never going to become a real girl. I don't care what you do. She's she's not even an actor. She's a robot. She's an animatron. This show has to die. <laughs> it has to die. They, they it's never, like watching yeah, she is a bad actress. Doll. They never give. She was it's supposed like, to be just a child. Like, to be honest, <laughs> they never, they've never given Lily as much of a storyline as they gave Joe and uh, Gloria's son, well, Joe. The, right. Well, the dog. The dog yeah. has more of a storyline. Right. I mean... I, Lily was just supposed to be the little girl. <laughs> yeah, and now she's couple like, has. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, her, the last episode I watched was her trying to do training bras. I'm like, okay, this has gone on too long, guys. Like, well, they're trying to develop wait. a character, but they're just not doing a good job of it because that wasn't a premise in the first place. I am it completely was- convinced now. Yeah, it was never. <laughs> see, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So then you're that, like, there is nobody that's breaking fourth walls too much anymore, like that, unless you're supposed to. This is an actual documentary. Wow, wow it's crazy. And that's the thing about it. Don't you think by now this documentary should have they should have wrapped the filming and started to put this thing out? It's the concept of the show. Yeah, which is tired now. Yeah, Let it but go. It's I get go. that. It's just, I mean, they can't shift what they've been doing all this time. Yeah, this nobody is like the family dog that is 19 years old. <laughs> <laughs> that can't even, it, it won't even respond to its own name anymore. <laughs> You're just putting out newspapers and wee-wee passes. This thing don't leave that cold spot on the kitchen floor at this point. He can't. He can't. You love him, but he's got to go. All right. So did you go through both of yours? Nope. Roseanne is the next one that has to go. You know why? And I, I'll be honest with you. I started watching Roseanne later in life because I didn't watch it when, I was, when it was on. Um, my wife got me to watch Roseanne. And I, I, I fell in love with the first three, four seasons of Roseanne because they were genuinely funny. And they had real people problems. They had real people shit to deal with, right? This version of Roseanne, I mean, you always thought it was going to get better for the Connors when you watch those early episodes, but this version of Roseanne is so sad that it's not enjoyable. Everybody's a, fa- everybody's a total failure. And I know they had to ignore kind of the last four seasons of Roseanne. They had to ignore it in order to be able to tell, mm-hmm. to bring it back and tell this story. But you could have left this story on the table because this is such a sad sad revision of the case, a revisitation of these people whose lives should have stopped. This story should have stopped in 1998 when it originally stopped. This shit is sad. It, it, on a weekly basis, it's sad. And more than the racist connotations or the biggest, bigoted connotations, you know, or undertones that the show has, everybody's a failure. Mm-hmm. Everybody is an enormous failure. Becky's a drunk that works in a taqueria. Darlene, <laughs> she is. She's a 45-year-old uh, widow drunk that works at a, a, a taqueria in Lanford. Um, Darlene's husband is still, she was still married to David after all this time. That guy. 
and she had two kids with David, and one of her kids is a little boy that wears dresses and snow boots. He's, he's got gay Napoleon Dynamite as a son. Um, her daughter is like six feet tall. <laughs> it doesn't respect her at all. She had to come back and live at home in the same room with both of her kids. Ugh, it, it's, <laughs> That's it's, a total, like, wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Nobody got to do anything successfully. <laughs> That's Nobody. the part of the premise that really like was like I'm not watching this show, and then all the racist stuff came out. I was like, okay. oh my god! I'm hoping all of this is a whole another bad dream. She just has another monologue and just end this crap, dude. Like, yeah, I dig it. <laughs> I dig it. Oh yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. monologue, like, yeah, I'm just having a racist dream. Yeah, I just, you know, <laughs> you know, there are way too many minorities in Lanford these days. I thought I'd vent in my book, you know. I, Right. Something. <laughs> Something. I thought I would vent in my in a, in a little short story I'm writing, but no. This is this is the show that they came back with, Jackie. And you're wasting Laurie Metcalf's time. Well, after and John Goodman, I think they were always the finest actors of this series. They carried the show for real to me. Yep. Yeah, they did. They are being totally wasted here, man. Totally wasted. Hey, shout out to Wanda Sykes, who you know I guess isn't doing any tokenism at all. No. 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 Why the Sykes is on the show? No, she's a writer. Lead writer from what I see and read and hear. Oh, Roseanne. You know how Paul Mooney you know how Paul Mooney was uh one of the writers like definitely um those those killer seasons that Roseanne had in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, she supposedly is the lead writer. Interesting. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. At least somebody's yeah. getting paid for it. Yeah, it, mm. it's just yeah, nothing it's, like being paid to chuck and jive. <laughs> yeah, let it come at me. This is America, because that's whack. Please come at me. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's bad. Those two should be canceled. The two shows that got canceled that I think they should bring back. Um, honestly, I like Last Man Standing. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny, and it kind of it, it was popular for like a season, and then. Mm. Typical Fox fashion, they put it on at an ungodly time uh, when nobody's going to catch it, and then they just bury it in their shuffling rotation. And, and that 9.30 slot on Sunday is a graveyard of, of, of television. It's a graveyard of television. That 9.30 slot on Fox is a graveyard. If you start there, you, you, that's where you're going to finish. Yeah. They should have. That's where the critic was? Yeah. That's where the critic was. It was like, oh. No, oh, it was at 8.30. No, the critic was at eight thirty, right after The Simpsons, which is a good in between, especially now because you got the you can be you got two bookends. You got The Simpsons, which ain't going nowhere, and Family Guy Nine, which ain't going nowhere. So whatever you stick in that eight thirty slot has a shot. And I just saw that they put Bob's Burgers where it always should have been in that eight thirty slot. And Bob's Thank Burgers you. to me is now the best show that they have. They got rid of American Dad. They dropped the ball on that because American Dad was becoming funnier than Family Guy right at the point where they said, well, we can't have this on now, can we? Right. TBS picked up the ball and has been running with it for the last three years. And now they got mm-hmm. picked up again. So it's, Fox just keeps dropping balls and giving us gems like the Mick and L.A. to Vegas. And, I'm pretty sure they uh, both got canceled. They Make did. Cancel, I thought. Yeah. So those are your two. Yeah. All right. I have one. I don't know. Come back to Gunner. 
one for both. My canceled show, I am 100% with Gunner. Legends of Tomorrow should indeed be canceled because that is a show that just goes on. It's so far away from its original concept. Like you, Javon was talking about how Modern Family still sticking to the same thing. Legends could have been a fun show if it stuck to its original concept. But now it's just a bunch of morons running around, screwing up time, and no one cares, which is a complete clash from its original setup, where they were going around trying to fix things, and now it's like, who cares? Nobody matters. So I hate that. And just the random use and portrayal of some of DC characters is just so stupid. The only reason it is that I'm happy it didn't get canceled is because Constantine is now a series regular. And I'll stick around and watch it just for Matt Ryan, because I think he's done an excellent job as Constantine. I'm going to now surprise and shock all of you with my show that was canceled that I think needs to be, that I think needed to be renewed. Are you guys ready? Are you sitting down and all set for this one? All right. Now, I'm going to tell you, don't don't react too much. I'm going to explain why. My choice is in humans. Oh, the show you still not watch the end of. Now, listen, my, my thing for Inhumans is <laughs> the show on its original concept on ABC was awful terrible and without merit for most things but i think this is a case where it needs to be canceled on abc and brought to netflix because then they'll spend the money to make the show the way it should instead of one set for their home planet and they can actually do some stuff with a budget maybe they can just make it a netflix original movie but I always thought that they did a real lame job of showing what makes the Inhumans cool in the first place. And they didn't take any time to develop the characters before they split them up. And they just never had enough time to make us care. But I think a strong 13-episode season on Netflix, where you can watch it all as a binge deal, where they take the time, spend a little money on things like Medusa's hair, then they could actually make a show that's worthwhile. Now, that's probably not so much a renewal as a complete makeover, but if they did that right, I think Inhumans could have worked and could work, but being canceled now means that there's pretty much no chance of Inhumans getting their big, small, whatever screen due. So, Gunner, that, those are mine. What were your two that you came up with? Oh, two to come back? I mean, yeah. I keep looking at this list, and I'm like... No, that should have been canceled. Nope, that ran too long. Nope, I'm happy that left. Like, think about it. Okay, I'm just going to read off this, like, middle list, right? The Exorcist, canceled. Thank God. Um, And please, please rewind either last show or two shows ago. Lucifer is finally gone. I've been told you nobody's watching that crap. I called this crap. It's gone. Except for Chief. Leave it be. Sorry, Chief. Um... You know what? I heard good things about Designate Survivor, and I didn't really get a chance to, like, give it a chance. So I'm a little disappointed that it's canceled now, but I feel like, the, given the premise of the show, how much longer can you go? With Breaking that? news, Gunner. Breaking news. Netflix may be looking to pick it up. And you know what? That makes sense. Yeah, cool. that works for them. So I'm okay with that. Um, I do have one more show, then. If, if if I'm allowed. One more show that definitely needs to get off the air All right. forever. 
There's a stars show called Outlander. I don't know if you know the premise, if anyone knows the premise. For our listeners, the premise is this lady goes back in time, falls in love with this cat, blah, 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 right? Oh, Mother-in-law loves this show. Yes, she goes Ooh. back in time to like the olden days, right? Oh, okay. And yeah, it's wonderful. And it's like super British, right? So, right. and so, yeah, shout out to my mother in law. She loves this show. The only time I catch it is when she's watching. I'm like, okay. I didn't know it was on, I didn't know it was on a sixth season. I thought it was like, okay, we're still like season two or three. So, how many times is this shit going back in time? I see this cat. She done brought her baby that she made with the dude up to like the, I guess, the 60s or whatever. And she's trying to figure out, like, yo, who's my dad? This is my dad. Whoa, mom, you lied. Who's my dad? And she didn't believe her about who's going back in time. Because who the heck would believe that my dad was born in the 18 some odd or 15, whatever, wherever they're going back. So anyway, she's going back and forth and he's going to wars and this and that. Oh, my gosh. How did he die? I'm like, how is this show? This show makes no sense. Which time are they in now? Like, forget how they get back there. Some cave or something like back in like Deep Space Nine or whatever. You know, there was this weird portal for Deep Space Nine. I don't remember the episode, but there's like the same situation. There's some cave and they go there. It's just this show is uh, any time travel show that Better, you actually have me more excited. Gone polluted. I can't do it. I'm done. I actually want to watch it now. Why would you want to watch this? It's dude. It oh my god, goofy enough that it's entertaining. <laughs> Okay. okay. Season one and two, sounds, they can get away. It with sounds that. terribly They're good. They're on six, dude. Right. They're on season six, dude. Oh, one They're more. On Does anybody know? I got uh, one more. One, one more. One last one. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Go ahead, Jace. Time? Does anyone know if Tynos got picked up? I don't know. Is that, I hope not. Kind of la- you hope that not. That would be horrible. Time travel. Okay. No. Why? Well, okay, that show did time travel <laughs> in respect of the fact that they actually had a black man better than Legends of Tomorrow. Like, he literally was like, yeah, I'm not jumping out in front of this. Like, what are you, stupid? Like, Legends of Tomorrow, oh, yeah, let's go to Mississippi with uh, my white, my black right. girlfriend in church. Like, yeah, that'll work out perfectly. We won't get lynched at all. You can't use Even before that, kind of even one, this cat's just walking around. Yeah, in a diner in the 50s. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. No, they did it better. However, I'm pretty sure a slave talking one way back then was not talking to this dude. I'm like, why are you using so many big words? Did you forget like, about there the Legends of So many little things about that show where I'm like, did you forget the Legends of Tomorrow slave episode? I'm sorry, oh, there was wow. a what? Oh. oh yeah, they went. In, yeah, they had yeah. Jacks in a like is a slave like. You, you mean you ain't y'all just sitting here? Like, I was like, I'm, I, that literally was like, I'm so done with Like, there's show. no way to do slavery correctly. You can't have a slave talk to a, uh, a black dude from the future the same way. That's off and wrong. Then you can't really have the, <laughs> the Chuck and Jive stuff because that's just wrong in itself on television. They actually did a better Don't job go back with that. And have a black character. Don't. They did a better job with that than they did some of their other stuff, where they actually made it like, oh, okay, this would, this is how it would be for black people. They went back, but yeah, it was as a slave. What season was that? But why did I not? Oh, that was season, that was season two. Oh, oh yeah, I didn't watch season two like at all. Well, James, terrible. 
Jason, you'll be happy to know that there is support behind Renewing Timeless because Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live has said she will protest nude if NBC does not renew Timeless. NBC, I know the executives, there's a minimal chance that you are listening to this podcast, but if it somehow graces your ears, if you don't renew Timeless, to spare us that site. <laughs> And honestly, her my favorite scene of hers was the Saturday Night Live with her naked and alone. <laughs> yep. That was oh, that hilarious. Was, that, that was, was her best. See, that was her best. Because you know why she wasn't super before she was yeah. playing the character. Yeah, it was funny. But I mean, like uh, this so, this last season, like as I say, Timeless is one of those shows. It probably needs like another season and a half to really get to that real good peak performance. And it'll be like, hey, whatever you're at at that point, you could cancel it and just have a wrap up movie, but it needs, there's a little, there's a lot, it looks like there's a lot more story to go. Like some of these other shows. I've watched like three or four episodes of that, like the first season, right? Timeless, Mm -hmm. and I just lost interest. You know why? I have the question. What is the premise of the show? Why Why are they going back in time? There is an e- okay. I'll say the premise of the show is there is an organization that is using their time machine basically to rewrite history, so they're in control of history. So they are literally the dominant powers of history, which makes perfect sense. Like, hey, we got a time machine. I'm going to make it so every my descendants or my family is like running the whole show. So basically, our heroes in the show are trying to do little things to counteract them from taking over. But they they're still screwed it up. So I mean, time, any time travel screws up history. I mean, if you want to be the acting is like, kind of oh, terrible too. I don't think that. Like it's not. It's just like it's not like Jack's level on Legends of Tomorrow bad. It's not Lily <laughs> that's just, on Modern that's Family. That's a low bad. bar, sir. <laughs> Whoa, hold on. That's Jack like saying, well, this is a bad Tyler Perry movie. I mean. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's just a low bar. We're not even doing that kind of comparison. This, 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 I mean, this crap is a lot better than. Let's <laughs> say, like, to me, it's like, okay, do you think it's better than most of the CW acting on the superhero shows? No, actually. Well, keep in mind, I only saw four episodes and I lost interest. So there's that. Okay. Probably needed time to gel. Like How I Met Your Mother, they needed time to gel. Holy crap. I love that show. They needed time to gel, and then they should have just stopped that show at like season eight. This show? They should have stopped this show with season uh, six. three. Season six. Three? Mm. Yeah. Three was great. It would have been one of those shows. I wish it came back. But, no. Oh, After, yeah, yeah. Like, as, as George Costanza said, always leave the audience wanting more. Yeah. True. Shout out to my so-called life. Who, never yeah. got, who got canceled and never got picked up. Still yeah. pissed me off to this day. ABC. If it's any comfort, it probably would be. It probably would be brought back if it was on now. Oh, it'd be on Netflix in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. You uh, think, let's, let's, what are they? What like doing that now or like a new one? If it came now, it would yeah. definitely not have been canceled. The fan oh. outreach would have been too much, too great for them to cancel it. All right, let's move on from TV. Let, let's go on to this next big topic we've got going here. So today there was the. The trailer for Bohemian Rhapsody, the biopic of Queen's Freddie Mercury. I'm not quite sure if it's just Freddie Mercury or if it's Queen. 
the trailer looked interesting. I'm going to see the movie. But it also tied into a topic Javon brought up to us last week. Films, or what, what musicians need to have movies made out of. So we've seen tons. We've seen some really good ones over the years. Um, yeah, but there's still tons that need a movie. And so, Javon, since you came up with this idea, you can go first. What you got, man? Well, thank you, Jeff. I got a let, couple. Let, let's go with your... See, I knew you were going to do that. You, you always go... Always go, with your, go with your top <laughs> pick. Go with top your top pick. pick. Yeah. I go with my top pick first, which is Bob Marley. No! Go with your top pick and, and explain why your top pick is your, is your pick. Gunner, you still here? Yeah, what's happening? What? Cut your off? No, there's a storm. <laughs> oh, that's right. We got the thunderstorm over here. Such a vibe, man. Oh. He may have a little legit guy locked down. <laughs> Lightning <laughs> locked down. While we wait on wow. Javon. Gunner, how about you? What do you got? So, yeah, I also had a couple, but I'll try to do my top one, which is hard because oh, I just think one is good. One is just needs to be done, and one will be done and be creative and the one that I think is going to should be done and would be creative versus the one that I just you know I hold my heart forget it I'm not even going to disclaim this crap Luther Vandross and Sylvester I need a Luther Vandross movie you know why he came a long way you know what I mean like he was a background singer and then you know here he is you know I don't know man everybody knows who Luther Vandross is but no one knows who he is right so we just we need a movie, we need a biopic, and not a lifetime one. We need a real one. Sylvester, Sorry, however, I figured. all good, all good. Sylvester, however, Sylvester was like an AIDS activist, man, because like he, you know, what I mean, when he got riddled with AIDS, man, like you were the first one you really saw, like especially a black dude, a black artist, like first one you really saw, like what AIDS does to you, man. Like he's out there in the parade, like yo. Messed up, but y'all need to see this. He didn't run from it. Thank you. You talking about? I mean, the arguably one of the godfathers of disco house. What is house now? Like real house, not mm-hmm. trash house, but real house music. You know what I mean? I mean, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't know who the Weather Girls were. Yeah. Right? That's two tons of fun. Then they were like, "Now nah, we gotta change his name." So that's Weather Girls. It's Rain and Mint. That's them. Yeah. We wouldn't have them. We wouldn't have. We, I mean, they. I mean. You listen to them and Sylvester together. I mean, come on, man. Those, those are those are songs. Those are classics. Sylvester should definitely get a real movie. No lifetime biopic. Show the right. whole thing and then like make it like epic. Make it like Ray. You know what I mean? Sylvester. Who would be your Sylvester? I have no clue. Like, there's. I would say, oh. Hard. Oh man, I gotta think about that. Give me a second. All right, okay. All right come back. back to you. All right, Javon, the lightning intervene. What do you got? Uh, one on my list, Bob Marley. Um, because Bob Marley, that's the thing about doing a biopic for any 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 anyone, especially a musician. They gotta have a pretty interesting story, and he definitely has one. Um, and we haven't had a Bob Marley biopic. Um, I, I several Frank Zappa I think would be great. Uh, Madonna definitely because Madonna's lived like three lifetimes. Cher 
And when Gunner, you just brought up House, I would love to see a, a movie, whether it's a biopic or a straightforward documentary about Chicago House and Mr. Fingers mm-hmm. and what mm. they did for House Music, because they they made songs that laid the groundwork for like seven, eight different subgenres and uh, of house and hip hop. They laid the groundwork and we're still hearing interpretations of the early work from Mr. Fingers to this day. Bingo. Yeah. So I think they'll they'll definitely be interested. Who is your, who are you casting for your one choice? For Bob Marley? Yep. God, I, you know, it's hard because (laughs) you know, what's funny. I watched the, uh, What's his name? Uh, Andre 3000 as as uh, Jimi Hendrix, and I couldn't stop laughing at how terrible Andre 3000 was as anyone but Andre 3000. Right. Him trying to be Jimi Hendrix was terrible. It was laughable. And Bob Marley is one of those people that you have to get somebody who could embody Bob Marley. You're not going to have somebody to, to, who's going to do what Jamie Foxx did for Ray or mm-hmm. what. Yeah, or even Demetrius Ship, even though people hated the movie, he did a damn good job as Tupac. He did. He did. He's a very good Tupac. I, yeah, he was very good. And who who's gonna be there for Bob Marley? I, I just don't know. I don't know who I would cast in that role. Donald yeah. Glover. <laughs> Donald Glover. You know he? Cause you know why he go in and figure out how to be Bob Marley? Like he's that he type would. of method actor. It seems like so. Yeah, I that think he sense. would. Yeah. Um, Jeff, unless you're not done, Trevon. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm I'm done because I don't know who would. Who do you cast as Frank Zappa? Come on now. Uh, I don't even look at me. I had a hard time right. trying to figure out who's gonna play Sylvester. <laughs> Shit. I know. Chadwick I got Boseman. it now. Definitely. Oh, Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> you guys know somebody else, man. He does everything. Chadwick just gonna play. Everything. He does everything. And he could play man. a good Sylvester. He can play a good Sylvester. I was thinking, actually, of Leon. You know, he was in the Five Harveys and some yeah, all that time. Leon could play that. He'd be too old, though. Sylvester. I don't know. No, yeah, especially. Cause, I mean, Sylvester really didn't look like, you know, super. He didn't look like the youngest cat, either. You're right. Yeah, like, even before the, the whole situation. So, but, um, God rest his soul, the dude who played Lafayette. He would have played a yeah. hell of a freaking Sylvester. The end in the discussion. Not yeah, just because he was gay, because he really looked like him. Like, <laughs> like dude, because he yeah, literally right. looked like him. All right. uh, what's his name? Uh, Nelson. Nelson? Nelson Ellis. God rest his soul. That dude. Yeah. <laughs> that dude would have played a hell of a Sylvester. Mm. Anyway. I will move on. Jace, who. Are you choosing? Okay. I, I, initially, I was going to go with Bono because, you know, guy's been around on YouTube, has, you know, a nice humanitarian story. But then I decided, let's go somewhat, somebody who everybody sees and makes a lot of money. I decided to go with Jay-Z. It's like, guy, I mean, hey, if you're going to have all the legends of hip-hop that already have a biopic about him, why not go with the guy who has... I, I arguably the most longevity. It's like Jay-Z was literally, his first album that we all heard was when we were in high school. And let's mm. be honest, that's been a little bit while now. 
he's still selling out concerts 20 plus years after we all first heard of him and we aren't in New York. So there's a story there. You got enough Jay-Z and Beyonce story to tell it. It, it would obviously be something interesting. So I, I think you could give a, a good Jay-Z story and see where it goes. Hmm. I have no hmm. idea who you get to play him. I mean, Damn it, Dash. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be thrilled to play Jay-Z. Jazzo up in that joke. Jazzo will come. Oh, God. Jazzo. Oh, God. I'm sure they'd be thrilled to play Jay-Z. Who the hell is Jazzo? Jazzo on a beach in the Hudson, on a, on a boat in the Hudson. Like, oh, what happened? <laughs> Living on a houseboat right now? <laughs> Classy. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody. Classy. <laughs> okay. You all done, Jace? Yeah, I think that's as much as I can provide on that one. I think that's, that's where I got. All right. So I, I tried to come up with a few casting decisions on this one. So mine is somebody who I think has a very long career and would be very fascinating because of the legacy. My choice is Janet Jackson. And we could set this film up any number of ways, but we could look at her early childhood and the shadows of her brothers, the Jackson Five. And then as she starts to emerge as the one breakout star of the family, not named Michael, and then arguably going on to become just as big a star as her brother. And we could look at her... You know, because she she has a really interesting time in the spotlight where she was like it in in terms of the 90s uh, music stars of any color. And then when when Michael started having all his issues, that she was really like the gold standard of the Jackson family and then how Nipplegate kind of killed her career for no reason. And Justin Timberlake went on the sword. So there's so many different elements. And then she had the whole weight issue. So we've got some personal demons. We have another personal demon where she decided Jermaine Dupree was attractive. So there's all kinds of cool things with her career. Didn't she married the barge? Didn't she marry yeah. Elder Barge? Yeah, right. Yeah. So she's got that. She did marry back in the day. Or one of those dudes. Yeah. So we've got we've got all kinds of different cool storylines to go with her where we can start from childhood uh rising star top of the line top of the, the industry then the inevitable <laughs> fall and then the hey i've got a kid now what is she 50 where yeah. you know where she's got some hope and and future and she's still around and yeah. not looked at this uh you know craziness like her brother so that's my pick i'm gonna cast Zoe Kravitz. She's kind of got the cheekbones like her. And she doesn't have a complexion, but it's okay. Oh my like, yo, oh, there's gonna man. be some backlash on what, that. What's oh, she's right still alive? She's gonna be like, uh Hey man. Yeah. And then know, man. They didn't have Vanity play they didn't have Vanity play uh or Apollonia play uh Tina Turner. Damn. <laughs> like I don't know, man. I don't know about that one. Hey, honestly, do you want to see another Nina Simone? Thank you. No. That was what are you yeah, talking nah. about? That was trash. Zoe Saldana. 
Yeah. Zoe Saldana was just like... Wait, 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 wait. Oh. I said Zoe Kravitz, not Saldana. I know. I said, do you want to see No, it, but Zoe Kravitz is light-skinned. Janet Jackson is like brown-skinned. Wait you Don't do that. I'm just looking up pictures of Janet Jackson. She's not a, She's not as light-skinned that Zoe couldn't pull it off. She's gonna have to gain some weight too. Yeah. You gotta gain a little weight because she's kind of skinny, huh? Yeah, she gotta gain a little weight and get a little darker tonight. Gunner, you, nah. you, Gunner <laughs> you're bringing dead dudes back to like to play characters. <laughs> you, got what? you got dead dudes playing people in your films. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. Guess what? Come on, man. Get mad at me about that one. Gonna hologram that whole thing. Ain't nobody get mad at me about that. Ain't nobody gonna see your movie. You cast Zoe Kravitz and Janet Jackson. Ain't nobody. But you know what's funny about everybody's picks, man? You. My my pick was not funny. (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm still going on. Pick some actors, actresses to do it. (laughs) Definitely. Hey man, I'm not casting call. Anyway, go ahead, Javon. No, I, what's the funny, funny thing about everybody's pick? Is that you'd be hard pressed to find someone. They're all great picks, but who do you cast? Because with Jay Z, thank you, Javon. No, seriously, with Jay Z, this is the thing about Jay and Beyonce. You ain't gonna do with so damn much with their stories. That, yeah, you have to wait till they are dead, right? They will sue um, the hell out of you. Right. <laughs> was going to sue you. Right. Janet, same thing. With Janet, even though her, her, her early years would be, because she has some scandal, believe it or not. She mm-hmm. has some scandal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the whole point of control. She was like, right. I'm doing what I want to do. Right. Dude, she would be like, the time we all thought she was awesome. Yeah. Like, she would be like, we're going to gloss over all of this and start at Rhythm Nation. We're going to bypass my marriage to Renee Elizondo and jump right into, you know what I mean? Nipplegate never happened. We're going to ignore that. You know, what I mean? they would have too much say, and they would want to, unless you are somebody like, I don't know, like Tina Turner let you in her life when they did What's Love Got to Do With It. Like she, them, they left. Of course, they left things out. Same thing with Ray uh, Charles, but true, Ray covered true. something you never thought they would cover was his drug addiction. You never expect Ray Charles to cop to a. I was a heroin addict, and I got my my ex girlfriend addicted to H, and she died from it. You know what I mean? You wouldn't expect anybody to be that open and that candid with their story, especially someone who's still living. And they were, you know. So I, I think with. Some of these folks, they'd be too protective of their legacy and all that nonsense. You know, hey, look, it's a biopic. Put your life out there. Make a good one. Mm-hmm. Make, make, your, make your music and your life good. Hey, it works hard. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Her whole brand remains. She white, though. I mean, you could do that. Hey, and it's right. still several for the Nipple Gate. You got Justin Timberlake right. still damn Super Bowl. Janet Jackson invited to the Super Bowl yet? All right, then. Boring ass Super Bowl show with Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake is a sucker to be anyway. It's, uh, don't get me started. I was a fan, but yo. It wasn't me. It was the evil. It was the evil woman. We didn't rehearse this. I didn't know it was going to happen. It's like, dude, when do you not rehearse a pre performance? So you right. just went for it and said, you know what I'm going to do when I get to this part of my song? I'm going to have you naked by the end of this song. I'm going to pull at her titty and see if something happens. I'm just spitballing here. 
No, that was premeditated. Everybody knew that was going to happen except their audience. Again. Everybody knew it was going to happen. You have a pasty on. Sucker. It was pre-planned. Come on. Thank 100%. you. 100%. All right. Well, that that's it on that one. So, fellas, what's going on with the TV Dummy of the Week? What you got? Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Gunny, you want to go first? Mm, I had it picked after I watched Arrow. So somebody on Arrow. <laughs> it's not William because you know William's just randomly there. It's just annoying. But I feel like the idiot on Arrow is like Renee. All of these cats, man. I'm like. You didn't know this dude was going to come after y'all? Like, y'all sitting at home chilling, you know what I mean, watching the hockey game or watching a, you know what I mean, trying to have a, you know, cooking breakfast and stuff. I'm like, this dude just got out of jail, man, or got out of, like, getting in prison. Of where dude's always been after you and discredited you. You don't think he's just going to be like, forget it. I'm going to go after all of them. And that's what he did. So uh, the whole cast of Arrow, every character, is the W of the week because they just didn't see it coming. Like, I don't understand how you didn't see this coming. That's it. That's a good call. All right. Jace, what you got? Uh, I'm going to have uh, Cisco from Team Flash with the need for the Council of Wells to say absolutely oh. jack crap and waste 40 minutes of my life. Terrible. That was terrible. Watching that last episode of Flash. Now, of course, I could go with the rest of Team Flash for thinking they needed Amulet Black to really help them actually do anything of any significance. But I decided to go with just Cisco to narrow it down. Yeah, can't really ever, ever go wrong with Cisco. My dummy of the week would have to be Oliver Queen. Because on the same episode where they decided they were getting payback on Diaz for attacking their family, he had multiple occasions to take down Diaz, including when he was on top of Curtis and he decided not to do anything. And he let him get away. And Diaz is just sniping out people on the quadrant and doing his thing. And Oliver's just sitting back and not really sure what's going on. This week is Arrow season finale. Um, Flash just ended while we were recording this show. So I'm very curious to see what member of the Flash Flash cast earned this spot this week or next week. So, fellas, uh, that'll do it for this one. Deadpool's out this Friday. I know everyone but Javon may see it. And Solo's coming out the next weekend. We didn't do it earlier. What's the predictions on Deadpool's box office, Deadpool 2's box office gross? Uh, Jace, what you got? Uh, I got $60 million. I, I just think uh, Avengers is still doing a little too much, and there's there's a little too much competition for it really to do like 80 to 90. So I got, I got 60. Okay. Gunner, what you got? Domestic or weekend? What, what, what's domestic, the parameter? Just domestic, sorry. open a weekend. Uh, what was, uh, what was Deadpool 1? Uh, one thirty, hundred thirty million. That's the, oh, the whole thing. Okay, and you want to no, open it? That that was opening weekend, hundred thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, I think I made like three fifty. Uh, um, one twenty, man. 
120. Okay. And Javon, how about you? Um, about the same, maybe a little more. Maybe 140, 50. People go to the movies. People like Deadpool. Um, it's going to do well, I think. I'm going to go 160. Nice. So we'll see what happens next week. Who won this round? And then we get to do it all over again next week for Solo. Fellas, that'll do it for this one. Shout out to my sister, Cicely. Hope you're having an awesome birthday. And that'll do it for us. This bad boy, this episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.